the following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Pressure, throws it to Eckler on the screen. He's got a block to the 10, to the 5, into the end zone. High pass. Did Williams make that catch? My goodness. Three for a first down. Herbert with time. Now running out of time. Throws on the run. Down the sideline. Caught in the end zone. Keenan Allen for the touchdowns. Throws, and again, it's intercepted. And that's Asante Samuel. Here's another. Oh, watch out. How did it feel when Derwin James absolutely powerbombed the f*** out of you on national television? You're listening to the Shock Therapy Podcast with Tyler Lawrence and Zach Alfers. And we are back with another episode of Shock Therapy Podcast. My host, Zach Alfers, as always. Rough, rough first game, but honestly, a lot of good things to take away. Even like some of the bad things are kind of good things to take away. Give me a little bit about your thoughts on the game. How did we play? And are you like, like, did you see enough in this game to be like, yo, like, we could be really good? Yeah, I think that's the frustrating part. Um, I think we can be really good. And, and we let one slip away, I thought. I thought we had plenty of opportunities to seal that one. Um, for m- most of the fourth quarter, had had a double, a two-score lead and, and just couldn't get it done. In crunch time, um, I, I feel like most importantly, our, our defense really let us down. But it, it is week one. Um, teams are either 1-0 and or 0-1. So not too big of a hole. You could definitely take yourself up. Um, 0-1 teams can make the playoffs. It, it's disappointing because it, it, it seems like very similar to, you know, the same old Chargers. Very talented team very inconsistent offense to defense to special teams. Um, yeah, I, I, I've, I felt like we really let one get away. Um, Cause I, I, I thought we should have, we should have won that game. It's wild to go and get multiple turnovers and then lose a game like that. Kind of similar to the Jaguars game, but not at that extent, to be honest, you know, I, I, I look at like J.C. Jackson, right? Like J.C. Jackson did not have a great game against one of the best wide receivers in football. One of the most dynamic guys, one of the hardest guys to cover. Tyreek Hill going off for 11 receptions, 215 yards, two touchdowns. And they did some things schematically that were really like really good. Like I think when when you go and you take a look at the last game that they played where the Chargers beat them pretty like pretty hard. Like it was what the Chargers did was they just bodied the, the the small wide receivers. And Mike McDaniel's answer to that from last season was to just put Tyreek Hill in all these unique motions and really get him a running head start in the space. And it worked out tremendously. I don't even think it was like a bad game plan by the Chargers defensively. I know there's some coverage lapses, things of that nature. I think that Mike McDaniel just won this matchup. He just did. He just the way that he utilized Tyreek Hill and the ball went to Tyreek Hill more than any other player is he just got, he just game planned him into the perfect type of matchup where the Chargers couldn't, you know, man up the the, the wide receivers and really stop them. Um, in all, I, I actually thought that the overall game, 
yeah, they, they, you know, threw for 466 yards, they gained over 500, but in the grand scheme of things, like I saw more good things than I did see bad things throughout the whole game. If you take the coverage out. Yeah. I, I thought the coverage what what, I thought the coverage had a really bad game. I think everyone in coverage, um, and I think they would tell you the same, has a lot of room to improve. I thought the pass rush was a bit lacking, but I think everyone else played really well. I, I liked our linebacker play. I mean, they were mostly picking up mistakes from the other two levels, but I thought they played well. I loved the offensive line, moving bodies, throwing, you know, moving holes. Chargers have two of the top five rushers in the NFL. <laughs> Which right is now. wild. It is insane. Led the NFL in, in rushing in preseason and now lead the NFL after one week. Um, but it's those, it's just the 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 setting the records that you don't want to set. You know, right after being the first team to lose a 27 point playoff lead, we become the first team ever to rush for 200 yards, keep the team the opponent under hundred yards, win the turnover battle two to nothing and lose like the, so much was going for us. It, it, it's just one of those games where, yeah, the individual play wasn't bad. I didn't think we played bad. I thought we played well enough to win the fact that we're zero and one that that's what stings me. Cause we didn't get it done uh, when it needed, when we needed to. And I, I really thought coverage had a tough time. Um, and As just, they well, should have, though, right? They, like that, no, that's well, what you're expecting from Tyreek Hill, right? And last year, game one of the season, Asante Samuel had to cover Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams had like 180 yards that first game. Like he torched us. And yet people were still giving him praise for for um for really what was kind of a bad game from him in, in all honesty. But you saw enough good things. I think that you didn't really get that in this game. I, I think people like to talk about the pressure, right? Like People were talking about how Tua didn't get sacked. He was only hit once. I think twice. Uh, from what I'm seeing on PFF, it says once. And it says that the only guy that actually hit him was Sebastian Joseph Day. But oh. when you look at his dropbacks, he he was in a really tight pocket the entire time. I don't even think that the pass rush wasn't effective, right? You're talking about a team that had 17 total pressures. That's That's not bad. I think what it was was that they were in rhythm, but Tua was actually like really accurate in pressure. I, I don't think people are giving, I think people are, are discrediting the Chargers pass rush and not crediting how well that Tua actually played. No. Um, like he that, had all day to throw. Like that wasn't the case. Like Tua was getting the ball out really, really fast. And that pocket that he was throwing from was tiny, so small. Yeah. Um, no, and as, as much credit as, as Tua deserves in this game, I, I think Mike McDaniels also deserves a ton of credit because he absolutely took the beating that we gave him last year and he took that personal and he laid out a, a, a terrific game plan. Um, and I, I thought the Chargers tried. They, they made some adjustments. It just didn't take. And when you got a guy like Tua and Tyreek, and Mike McDaniels all on the same page. That is a tough combo to stop. And I, I think we saw that last Sunday um, when all three of those guys are humming. They, they got a tough, they got a tough offense to stop. Um, 36 points or was it 36 points? That, that's no joke. 36 points is what the Dolphins 
uh, ended up picking up on the ground. And then Tua, obviously, like, he had the one interception. And, like, even, like, talking about J.C. Jackson, right? Like, everyone's talking about how bad he played. He still had three pass breakups and an interception. The Chargers defense as a whole had 10 pass deflections. That's not normal. Like, normally you get maybe two or three a game. They got beat more than they won, but they had their, their moments there where there there were there were times during the game where they were making plays still. I think that they just got out game planned and I think they got beat by a player who beats everybody. People were like talking Chargers defense is bad. It's so bad. But actuality, Tyreek Hill is really, really good. He's gonna do that to anybody in the league. It doesn't matter. Like he does that week in, week out. Last year, 1700 yards. And that's with Tua being out for big chunks of the season. Like, he's that guy that's going to take over that game. And I wouldn't just discredit the Chargers defense entirely. I mean, the run defense was really good. Held the 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 um, Dolphins to under four yards per carry. Like, they just got beat by a player who beats everybody. And I'm not going to take too much stock in that because that's what Tyreek Hill does week in, week out. Doesn't matter the matchup. I guess the only thing I'll I'll add, um, I think for the I, I think for the most part, yeah, um, I, I don't think the defense had as an egregious of a game as a lot of people are trying to make it seem. Um, I do think for every pass breakup, we did give up an explosive play, and I think it's just that inconsistencies, right? I, I think we did see splashes of this could be a dominant defense, but. Every time you saw a flash, you gave up an explosive run and or an explosive pass play. So it was just that it was just like it was I saw two teams. Um, I saw a great defense and I saw an awful defense. And it's just like, where are we with this team? What what frustrates me is we're in week one. That's where we're at in the team. That's what everyone's we're in week one. That, this that, is where those issues. And I totally rise. understand. And the only reason. I and I would be I would be with you most cases if it wasn't the fact that now this defense most personnel mostly the same has given us duds the last three games going to last year's playoff game and then the last uh, regular season finale against the Broncos last year those three games I feel like our defense has let us down positive note I think we have an offense that will keep us in any game. And what an incredible, like, showing by, by, all right, so, like, where the Chargers have been bad historically, running the ball, run defense. Where the Chargers were really, really good week one, running the ball, stopping the run. That's a total flip. And it's not like Justin Herbert sat back and didn't do anything. He still had 228 yards passing, 33 of 42, sorry, 23 of 33, uh, 69% completion rate. He was humming. He was doing really really well i think that we gave up a little bit more pressure at the end of the game those sacks at the very end of the game like that's that's gut-wrenching um that's that's what lost us the game was the pass protection that last drive really just cut it was but yeah yeah well and i think um for, for one, I've always come on here, and I think it's a weekly thing that I feel like Austin Eckler is, is underrated. Um, but I think a, 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 even with his stature, I think a really underrated part of his game is his pass protection. 
And I, especially on that last play that missed uh cornerback blitz that Kelly didn't pick up. And I don't, I mean, he's a young player that, that that's a tough pickup to, to catch. I, I thought the nickel back did a great job of, of not tipping his hand. And you really didn't know he was coming until he no. was in the backfield and, it, and the play and the game was over at that point. So I, I don't put a whole lot on that. I do think Eckler has a little more awareness. I thought he would have been a better position. Um, whether or not he makes that play, I think that guy was buzzing. I think it would have took a lot to to hold him. Um, I think he still might have got home. But, it, you know, uh, it all it takes is, is a half a second for, for Herbert to get a ball off. So it, that was tough. Um, but there was other there were other moments to win the game. Um, and we just yeah, and that. really what it comes down to was the inability to stop Tyreek Hill. The Chargers finished the game with a 82.2 pass blocking grade, which is the fourth best. I think PFF has them ranked as the seventh best offensive line through the first week of the season. There's a lot to take away from in terms of just the the, the trajectory. If you're starting up at the top and you're going up, it, it, that's that's a big deal. So the, the Chargers were able to run the ball effectively. Uh, and it really kept them in the game, allowed them to control the clock. It was the explosives. You you yeah. got to stop the explosives. You score thirty four points, you're supposed to win the game. That's just that's just how it's supposed to go. Uh, and it didn't happen this week. And and that's okay. That's fine. It's week one. They got a lot of things to figure out. There was a lot of busted coverages. There there really yeah. was. I don't know if you saw Daniel Popper like like Tua could have had more yards. Right? Yeah the the misses. Yeah the misses the. The JT Woods not saying deeper than the deepest man. Um, well, and and that's what I'll say again. Back to the Mike McDaniel's thing. I think we we were talking about it last week. Uh, forcing Tua into his second, third, fourth reads like that. That's where you can beat that guy. And I yeah. thought they did a phenomenal job. I, how many times did Tua move his head? How many times did he have to scan the field? His his number one option was there all day and he took advantage of it so and he was making some tight throws right? I, like, I thought you saw I'm thinking of, of the Tyreek Hill motioning out to the right ends up looping that wasn't even a route that was just him running like like uh flag football routes basically right it, but yeah. did you see on that catch with JC Jackson coverage he gets turned all the way around just to a uh Tyreek is running like those motions too those those just run those lateral good. and then just get up on that pass that he caught that ball, uh, not only was that in like him, like really, he was really like inside the pocket with no room to move, but that ball was played so perfectly. Like Tua had an outstanding game. I don't think people understand just how accurate he was. You look at the deep ball to Tyreek Hill, not the touchdown, the other one that was kind of right at the end of the game, right in the pocket. Uh, with uh, Jasir Taylor in coverage. And I think it was probably, I want to say it was um, Derwin James. Like that was a tight window to put that in there that really sealed the game. That that was the play that won them the game. Yeah, you know, Tyreek Hill burned JC multiple times throughout the game. Um, JC is not the speed guy though. That's the other thing. Like he's not, I would have much rather had um, Asante Samuel covering that than I would have liked JC covering that coming off the, the major injury first game back of the season, still trying to build his confidence. This was not a confidence builder for him. Not something I like seeing because I also think Asante has become a much better coverage corner, probably the best 
coverage corner um, that we have. Michael Davis had a strong or a weak uh, outing. Um, it, there's a there's a lot of work to do, but there's a lot of time left to get that work in. No, um, absolutely. And I think another positive for the Chargers, both the Chiefs and, and Broncos took a, a loss week one. The Broncos right. took a loss to the Raiders. Yeah, that that's fine. Well, and that's why I didn't even mention it. It's like Raiders are the number one team in the AFC West. I am they totally are. okay with that in week one. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that because we know what's going to happen. And I, I love... It happens every week, right? Like, or every year. Um, I hope it keeps going until week four when me and you are at that game. That, uh, so <laughs> it's one of those things. It, it takes about until week four until lo- Raider fans to to lose the, yeah, you know what? You know, it, it's not our just win year. What was um, the team that made it 4-0 and and then they just took a nosedive was last year? There was a team that was like super fake 4-0. Um, I, don't I think know, they I mean, beat like the maybe Texans the Vikings? coming out. I know the Vikings Vikings went 13 and two or 13 and three or something like that. There was a team that didn't miss the playoffs going starting four and oh. Oh, um, might have been like the Titans or something. I I don't remember. Yeah. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't, yeah. All right. So give me, give me like what were the three best things you saw from the game? What are the three things we need to fix? And then let's move on to the Titans. Yeah. Um, best things first off. Run game. I am a major believer in Kellen Moore. I I, I love this offense. Um, I I wish the game plan really didn't call for it, but I I wish we had a little more passing rhythm in that last drive because I, I I thought we, we were running the ball so effectively, and then when we needed a, a drive to put together, I thought it was you know a little rusty. Um, but credit to the Dolphins defense, they they made it rusty. Um, uh, but I thought the offensive line play, the run game was phenomenal. Um, I loved seeing Keenan Allen getting go routes. Keenan Allen yes. moved all over the wheel place. Route. That was a wheel route that he caught that big old 40-yard uh, uh, yeah. catch. I thought Keenan had a phenomenal game. One of, uh, one of I think, his best performances as a pro. Um, defensive side of things. I want to get a defensive player out there. I'm trying to get a D highlight. Um, well, while you're thinking of it, I, I'll, I'll start talking about the offense and I'll let you talk about the defense. Rayshon Slater. Yes, sir. We haven't even talked about him. Like, he destroyed <laughs> his matchup. Like, I don't think people know just getting him back, how big that was for the Chargers. Um, didn't give up a single sack. I don't think he gave up a single pressure. He was phenomenal. Absolutely amazing. I got to give some love to this O-line because not only did they just dominate their man up front in the run game, yeah, the the sacks at the end, the pressure on Herbert wasn't great, but Rayshon Slater had himself a day. And I really liked schematically how the Chargers ran the ball. I mean, there's a lot more pulling uh, of of players, getting them out into space. Like the tight ends, which we haven't even talked about, the way that they were utilized in the run game, in the motion, coming up and and using misdirection, pulling guards into into running lanes, letting them be your lead blacker backers. It reminds me, it's not exactly the same, but it reminds me of a little bit about how the Browns run the ball when they're just pulling two guards one direction and then they're doing a uh, like a like the jet sweeps, like 
Jesse, that never works for the Chargers, and Kellen Moore is able to get that going. And a big chunk of that is just how the tight ends are being utilized in the run game and the, the allowing the Chargers offense to just play so physical up front on the line of scrimmage and get those yards is the major reason why that issue's been fixed. Schematically, we had we already had the players to do it. We we don't have any new players on offense in the tight end room or on the offensive line. It's just schematically how are we doing this and how are we making it look so that the defense is thinking one thing and it's in the, it's a misdirection run to the other side because you got a pulling guard going that way. So just schematically and physically how they are running the ball is just tremendously different. Yeah, um, I, I that's going to be our a, a strength of ours this year is the run game, and um, it's exciting to say because it, it it hasn't been that way. I think, you know, honestly, it, it's been a while. We've we had a, a Ryan Matthews year, we had a couple years with Melvin Gordon, um, but we now have a, a, a identity we have one of the best offensive lines I think the Chargers have ever put together. Um, so so all of that's exciting. You, you I think you you called it too. I saw. McKitty taking some H back snaps. Um, all of our tight ends played. All of them were utilized in different ways. Every single one of them. If Gerald Everett using his shoulder to go and 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 in the run game like that, I don't remember seeing that at all last year. Well, and he and, was effective. And getting a guy like that who, it, who is like an, a more of a, a yak kind of tight end who whose role it who's who's at his best in the passing game but to get a guy like that whose strength is not run blocking to have him buy in um I, I i'm like the culture we're building i think there is a lot of good things to build i like what i'm hearing from the the, the press conferences that guys aren't getting on themselves that they are taking this personal that they do want to get better um these are all good things so week one it, it's not time to panic um you definitely can't win a super bowl week one um it it's all how we recover and i think we have a very very winnable matchup coming up tomorrow uh against the titans yeah totally get that defensively did you see anything anybody that kind of impressed you a little bit i personally really liked what i saw out of our linebacker um uh can um eric kendricks i think eric kendricks was so close so many times over the middle just fingertip away from from snatching something um I, I really liked how he played in coverage it didn't work out I think he needed to get a little bit more depth on a couple couple throws but he's he's very instinctive you saw that yes. on film up front uh and then I'll talk a little bit about JT Woods much better as a tackler I think he led the team in tackles which not is J not normal he had a good game um I think that he had some lapses in coverage this is his true rookie year to me. Like this is the first year he's he's actually playing. I think he played like 15 snaps all year last year. Coming in, being relied on when when Derwin James was playing in the slot, um, had some coverage lapses. Much better tackler. Much better than what we saw. <clears throat> the only play that comes to mind for me all season was the the um, when we played the Cardinals last year. And he just whiffed on that tackle on DeAndre Hopkins. <clears throat> Has a, a, an opportunity to bounce back this week. We'll talk about that here in a sec. Give me give me one more takeaway from this game. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, I liked the linebacker play. I thought our safeties played really well. Um, I liked our game from Aloe Gilman leading the team in, in tackles with 11. There we go. That's what it was. I knew it was um, a safety. 
Yeah. Also, Derwin James, another one of those guys who didn't have a great game, but still impactful. Six six solo tackles, a tackle for loss, and two pass breakups. One um, of those being a touchdown saving pass breakup too, forcing yeah. three points. The pe- the pieces are there. Um, what I what I'm really hoping for is to let's get let's get this pass rush home. Let's get the the pass rush buzzing. I think Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. They were close. They never quite got there. Um, and I think those are two energy guys. I think the team will feed off those guys. If those guys are feasting, I think this defense eats. And so um, that that's a big matchup. I'm looking forward to this or for tomorrow is uh, l- let's let's get some sacks on the board. Chargers are going to be playing in Nashville. Uh, they're taking on the Titans, who really were not good. Uh, they only put up 15 points, end up losing to the Saints. Um, and I, th- I think a major issue that they have right now is under center throwing three interceptions, no touchdowns under pressure. A lot of, he was sacked. I want to say like four or five times. It's good. Don't get me wrong. The saints are a really good defensive team. They have been for years. They're a really well coached team. Uh, but they did not look good. They only ran the ball to Derrick Henry 15 times. That was not their strength for success, especially for a team that, Derrick Henry is the most unique running back in the NFL because he's fast, he's strong, he's big, and they've always been built for that specifically. Uh, I'll go over a little bit of the team's injury report. Um, For the Titans, they're a little more banged up than we are. Uh, They're dealing with injuries to cornerback Trey Every, uh, wide receiver Traylon Burks was not injury-related. Uh, did not practice, so I'm not going to even talk about that. Uh, Christian Ful- uh, Fulton uh, is out. Amani Hooker is out. Amani Hooker had an interception. Uh, he's dealing with a concussion. He's not going to be able to make this game. DeAndre Hopkins dealing with a minor ankle injury. Didn't practice all week. He is questionable. Uh, Dylan Radunes, full participant, not going to be an issue. Tajay Spears dealing with a groin injury. Backup running back who we've all been very high on. Tayer Tart, big defensive lineman for them. Big reason why they're so good at stopping the run. He was a full participant on Friday, likely to play. And then Peter Skoronsky, dealing with an illness. He's questionable. This is a t- completely new offensive line for, for the Titans than we've seen in years past. They've been moving. Uh, they've been having to just replace guys left and right. Dylan Radunes and Peter Skoronsky, if those guys are not fully healthy, it, it's gonna it's probably a big reason why they went away from the run game so much is they just did not have the the comfort level to think that this team could really run the ball as effectively as they have in years past. I don't think they're gonna do that this week. I think that they're going to really put that emphasis back on the run and make Derrick Henry run over everybody. Yeah um it's it, it's one of those daunting matchups I, I think Derrick Henry's skill set is definitely some I think one of the Chargers defense's historical weakness, you know. Strong built guy, need to rally to the football, um and, and can't can't give up those those broken tackles, um those arm tackles and I I think this is going to be a very interesting game. I think the last time we played the Titans, uh we ended up squeaking that one out, but Derrick Henry had his his way with this defense. Um, 
very similar personnel grouping. You know, I think the only difference really is, is Eric Kendricks and some rookies. Um, this will be a testament. Um, I, I don't think not super impressed with, with the passing game. Um, but when you got a, a guy like Derrick Henry back there, as big as he is, as talented as he is, um, th- that's that scares me. This guy can can put up a 200-yard rushing day um, whenever he feels like it, if the game plan is there and, and you aren't rallying to the football um, and your tackling isn't, isn't clean. I will say that through the preseason and this first game, I thought the the commitment to tackling basics, the the just the fundamentals, wrapping up, um, being in proper technique, putting a shoulder on a guy. I, I thought we saw that. I thought we saw a lot less broken tackles um, than we've been seeing um, the last season or so. Um, so that is positive. The, I think the whole thing is, is limiting those outside runs for Derrick Henry. When you when you got him within the backfield or in the first five yards, like that's where you're going to win. As soon as he is able to build up that head of steam, when you give him that running lead, that's when you know I'm voluntarily jumping out of the way. I don't care. Here you go, seven points. But I mean, you, gotta, you see how he practices. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying the guy. Saying, the way like, he's an animal, dude. He just practices like, with chains. Like that's all he uses is just chains and people. And he, he uses people to just – he's just a different animal, man. And I think it's really not a good week for the Chargers to be playing Derrick Henry because no. Joey Bosa's banged out. He's questionable. Uh, Dion Henley, Eric Kendricks, two of our inside linebackers, both doubtful. Uh, Chris Rumpf, also doubtful. We we are missing some bodies on in, that, in the box that are going to be instrumental to how we play them. And I think they're going to look at that injury report and be like, let's just test him. Let's just test him because our quarterback completed. Uh, this is terrible. Like our quarterback completed 47% of his passes for 198 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions, three sacks. Ryan Tannehill was not it. DeAndre Hopkins, 13 targets, seven receptions, 65 yards. When you have no run game and you have a quarterback who's declining, and you've already got not one, but two guys who are likely to, to take him over next year, if not during the season, not during this game. They drafted Malik Willis, and they also draft, uh, drafted Will Levis. Um, they, they're, they're in transition. This is a team that's definitely in transition, but they got enough weapons to beat you. They still have what I consider to be probably a top 15 wide receiver at this point in his career. DeAndre Hopkins can still take over a game. They still have Derrick Henry. They've got a young offensive line who probably weren't as good as they were two years ago, but they've got enough guys there to really burn you and really hurt you if you're not able to play as physical as they like to play on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't know if we have the personnel to take them on this week. I don't know what Joey Bosa's health is. I'm not not – surprised because Joey's always got these kinds of injuries or something, but it's really like, this is not a good time to play them with those guys injured in the box where we need them the most. A, a, a tough, a tough week as far as like personnel groupings and matchups, but what a great week to redeem yourself, get some momentum back on your side. Um, a very beatable defense. I, I think the run defense is strong, but um, I, I think this 
defense can be attacked through the air. Um, it, it, it's it's time it's it's time to you know stop talking and show show some improvement. We've talked about this influence of culture, um, th- this you know back to the basics type of philosophy. Um, our defense has let us down, in my opinion, the last three games. The offense has done enough last three games to win the game. Our defense has let us down. So what a great opportunity to make amends um, and get the momentum back rolling. Cause, cause this game, we, we've seen it last year. You can go through so many streaks. The Chargers are very streaky, you know, red hot Miami dolphins last year, and then tanking at the end of the year, barely making the playoffs. Um, it, it, it's, this is a streaky league. So it, it's time to get on the winning side of things. Um, not too late to, to make the rights. And I think Tennessee provides us a great matchup to learn and, and, and to build on our strengths and, and continue to, to work on our weaknesses. And then defensively, I think that their strength is going to be against the run, which is what I'm really looking forward to is because Jeffrey Simmons might be the third best interior defender in the NFL right now. If it's Chris Jones, who I think just returned to the team and it's um, the Rams, uh, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. I think Jeffrey Simmons is right next to them in terms of just his play, his disruptor, not just in the run defense, but he's a really, really good pass rusher. Um, I think that him mixed with, you know, Naquan Jones, Tayer Tart, Danico Autry, that's a really, really impressive interior front. It's probably the strength of their defense at this point in time. I think they're, uh, they, they had the least amount of yards week one, again, on the ground, um, that's going to be a real tough matchup. And that's probably the game film I'm all season that I'm going to be looking at to see, you know, are we really that good? Because I don't think we're going to see a better front than that all season long. They are really, really good, really good. And they're big bodies. All those guys over 300 pounds, they're big bodies to move, big, strong guys. We've got some young guards that are going to be really tested. I think schematically we're going to be able to do some things there that, that, that kind of throw them off. But if you're, if this offensive line is built to be a ground and pound move bodies off the line of scrimmage, there isn't going to be a tougher matchup this week. And there's probably not going to be a more fun game to watch that those battles on both sides of the ball to see who can gain leverage against the other. Yeah. Um, definitely got a trench battle coming up, but just looking at New Orleans rushing numbers, who who, who is historically a pretty decent um, running team, but 27 carries, 69 yards, two and a half yards per carry. That is, and they ran 27 times. Um, they That's atrocious. Get it going. 27 times? Yeah, they they just couldn't get it going. Um, 33 pass attempts, so it was very even. It was just one of those grinded out games, and, and that defense – really kept the Titans in it. Uh, they also, Arden Key had like a, a really great game for them. Um, I think I accidentally closed my notes. <laughs> but Arden Key keeps popping up to me. Like I keep hearing his name through social media. Uh, I, I want to say that he had a really good game as well. Let me pull that back up. Arden Key, eight pressures, two sacks. Really took over the game. Three stops. 
uh, he he popped off last week. He had a really good game for them. They the, they together as a team had five total sacks. They were able to get pressure on Derek Carr last week. Um, they had three players score over an 88 uh, defensive grade, which you know you can take with a grain of salt. But uh, this front is really good. This box is really good. And I think that's going to be my main matchup that I'm really looking forward to this week. How do the Chargers, who really led the NFL in total rushing yards last week, uh, how do they play with Austin Eckler likely not playing? Hmm. That's going to be considerable. Uh, the fact that they didn't even dress um, Isaiah Spiller. Spiller. He's going to get a chance to play this week. They they went with Elijah Dotson. That's that's something to monitor. That's something to continue to watch. Like this is your fourth round draft pick from a year ago, a guy that's likely going to be your guy next season. Um, he's going to get a chance to play this week and say, "Hey, like I deserve to suit up." Why can't he play special teams? I I don't know. Yeah, it's really concerning to me that they went with Elijah Dotson, and he's not on the injury report. Isaiah S- Spiller is not on the injury report. What's going on with Isaiah Spiller? He's supposed to be a big part of this offense. Joshua Kelly's going to get a whole workload next week or this tomorrow. Tomorrow. So yeah. it is going to be something to really monitor because Kelly, he looked really good. He's fifth in the league in total rushing yards right now as a complimentary back to Austin Eckler. Now he's going to be full go. That's going to be such a fun matchup to watch is how we utilize him without the the threat of Austin Eckler, um, that's going to be a big matchup to watch. And you're going to no. get to see Spiller get more snaps than you probably have ever seen. I'm hoping – I hope we don't throw Elijah Dotson out there. <laughs> Me too. Um, no, that, that would be disappointing to see. I think, you know, you drafted that young you, – you drafted him for a reason. Um, I feel like he absolutely is the future of that position. And, and got you got to get him rolling. Um I understand the 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 reasoning, you know, Elijah Dotson, backup punt returner, a little more versatile on special teams as opposed to a, a at that point like a number three running back. Um, but I don't think a Dotson is is a clear number two um, to Joshua Kelly. I, I think should it be? He definitely shouldn't. I think, especially with the we got a a couple guys banged up who will not be dressing. Uh, who will not be playing. Uh, I, I don't, I would be very, very disappointed. Uh, one of those head scratching roster decisions. Um, if I, if Spiller does not suit up, I, I can't imagine a scenario where that makes sense. No, no way. Also just thinking about it like this, this front, we keep talking about it. I think this is a game where the game plan is probably going to call for some more passing plays. Let us air it out a little bit more against a, a team that was really atrocious last year in the passing game. Um, that's something to monitor. Uh, maybe we get to see a little bit more of our first round draft pick, Quentin Johnson, nice. get some snaps. But I think that he's really buried on this depth chart. I, I think that the team has a lot more confidence. Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer didn't get as many targets as QJ did. I think QJ finished with four targets, three receptions for like nine yards, something small. But yeah. This is the game where we're going to, to test out the the passing offense and see just how good it is, is as comparable to training camp where we saw a lot more of it. Um, yeah, um, yeah I, I was just going to piggyback off that just 
that Quentin Johnson absolutely has a tough road ahead of him. Um, just because we have plays in place now that are built for him. How many receiver screens to like Keenan Allen did we see? Which which I, I I love getting the screen game, you know, just that unpredictability um is awesome, especially when you get guys like Zion Johnson and Rayshon Slater out in space, uh, getting the bully up on, you know, 280-pound DBs. I love it. Um, and then you look at, like, Amani Hooker and Christian Fulton are out too, right? Like, that's going to play a factor in it. No. Um, no. I, 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 yeah, this this secondary is definitely beatable. Um, and with as many guys in the past game that we have, uh, I definitely think – I think last games, last week's matchup, Dick called for a lot of running plays. That was the Miami's defense's weakness last year. I still think that's going to be um, a low point for them. The exact opposite is, is true for the, the Titans. And I think Kellen Moore is good enough, uh, smart enough to understand that. And I, I definitely anticipate a big day from the passing game and, and Herbert specifically. Yeah. I mean, I think Sean Murphy bunting is a quality def- defender, but you're missing Christian Fulton. You're missing Caleb Farley, who was their first round draft yeah. pick. He's been out pretty much his entire career. Amani Hooker is going to be out. So you're looking at Elijah Molden, Roger McCreary, Kevin Byard, which we can really talk about. Like he's, he's a, he's a stud. He's, he's, he's really good. He's, he's a really, really good player, but, I think that you can do enough in the secondary to really eat. Like you're probably looking at Herbert getting 35 to 40 attempts this game. Yeah. And I think that he goes for over 400 yards for the first time in his career. Still hasn't happened, by the way. Justin Herbert has never thrown for over 400 yards. Which is pretty crazy. I, I talk about it. Every, I felt like last year I was like, this is the week. This is the week. This, I think this is the, actually the week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see and then if it is not then you're not allowed to say that anymore i but i'm gonna say it until it happens because it needs to happen like yeah player well, then, then he's you're never, not right he's never, he's never done it he's never yeah. had the players to do it he's never had the the take the top off that and he's got somewhat more of the that ability this year i this might be the week All every right, week good. might be the week but this might be the week that's our new uh weekly tradition then it is. This Herbert's is going week. for 400 yards until he throws for 400 yards. He still hasn't done it. Then this is the week. <laughs> but it is. It's a wild, crazy no, stat. It is. Um, Tua for, just did it last week. Like, come on. Like, it's got to happen. If we're going to talk about crazy stats. And, and again, back to my point that, that our defense is letting us out. Um, in the last three years, more points. Justin Herbert has put up more points than any offense in the NFL. The flip side of that is our defense has given up more points than any defense has in the, the NFL in the last. You muted yourself. What happened to you, man? Where you at? Well, while you're trying to figure out your, your issues right there. Um, so right now there's only one player who's thrown for over 400 yards and it's Tua this season. Justin Herbert, like he's he passed for over five thousand yards in a season without having a four hundred yard game. Can we consistency. Do That's that is actually crazy if you think about it. It is. Yeah, he's well, up at the top of the leaderboards every single season. 
with total passing yards, and he hasn't got a game over 400. That's insane. Under over 98. Under we, over 50 pass attempts for Herbert. 50, I think, is going to be under. I think it's probably going to be about 40. 50 passing attempts is a lot. It's a lot. But we've seen it a couple times with the Lombardi years, I think. But that's Lombardi, Part of that way right? that we, we, we had no run game. So, um, well, and I, I love the, the, the pairing of the, the mixture of run and pass um, that we saw with Keller Moore. Um, some more play action and, and some and, and guys biting on play action, which we haven't seen in a while. Um, cause we have a run game that, that has to be accounted for. Um, I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited. Owen one is not the worst hole to be in. Both of these teams have yet to win. So I think they're both going to be hungry. Um, AM slot a little different for charger fans, but, but it, it, it's time to get on the win column. One and one is not the worst place to be, especially because Travis Kelsey list chiefs look beatable so it, it who knows how long that guy's going to be out um while the chiefs are struggling without their guy it's time to put up some wins and start to start to put up some wins and, and try to take a hold of that this this for one the, the i think the division is wide open but a lot of those you know the the playoff teams that we are expecting to see year in and year out in the AFC came up with losses, the Bengals, the bills, um, a lot of good teams in the AFC took losses last year, uh, last week. So I think it's wide open. Oh, and one it's time. Yeah, to I'm, the not ship. It, 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 I, I'm not worried. I think the Titans, I think the Titans provide us a, a great opportunity to, to get back on, on the winning side of things. Yeah. I don't think they're a good team. I think that the, the chargers go in, they should really dominate this game because I think the way that you win this game, this is my, um, my projection. This is how, this is my game plan. We're going to come out. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to put up points early. We're going to force the Titans to get out of the run game early. You're going to force a player who, had less than 50% of his passes completed to try to beat you. That's not going to work out well for them. I think this is a great game for JC Jackson to get back on track against DeAndre Hopkins, who's not a burner. He's a physical player, which kind of goes into the hands of JC Jackson. This might be a confidence booster for him. He needs I think he comes into this game. If he has a good game against DeAndre Hopkins, who's probably a better matchup for him, not the small, speedy guy who's going to just eat you in space. But a guy that wants to body you and you've got another big receiver who can do that, this is a, a great confidence-boosting game for him. Uh, I think that that's how you beat this team. You come out, you throw the ball. You know that they want to run the ball against you. You know you got the injuries there. You know that they've got injuries on the back end. This is a game where you come out, throw in, put up some points early, force them out of what they want to do, what makes them a good team, and you walk out with a 28-17 win. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that. Twenty. Let's let's keep let's keep running Tannehill out of the end zone for two weeks in a row. That's what I really want to see. Very nice. Let's make it. Let's make it twenty-eight nine. They just kick field goals. Twenty-eight nine. I I was thinking twenty. I I like twenty-seven for for Chargers. Um, I prefer twenty-eight because that means four touchdowns. I think that our defense is, or I think that the the. Dolphins defense is better than the Titans defense. 
I think Absolutely. the red game works against them. But I think when you're looking at at that secondary, that's going to be a game breaker for them. They could the Chargers could put up another 30, 30 plus game this week, and it it I think the over under for them is like thirty eight. Let's do it, which Let's is insane. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm switching it up. 30, 35. The thing is, the final thirty-five nine. I whatever the number is, I do not care, as long as. The Chargers have more points than the Titans have. All right, let's do it. Score more points than the other team, and you win the game. That's all you got to do. Play some good defense, and this is a, this is a bad offense. Without Derrick Henry, if you can't utilize Derrick Henry the way that you want to, uh, this is this is a one-dimensional team. You get ahead, you force them to throw. It, that just plays into your hands. Well. And these are these are two teams with very very different trajectories. You know the Titans rebuilding in a, a in the limbo. You know veteran quarterback with two young guys coming up, a mixture of of young talent with like the Traylon Burks, but then you got DeAndre Hopkins, whose whose corpse is still out there. Um, they 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 are not a Super Bowl favorite. Well, the the Chargers have the roster to to be there. Um, we're way too talented on paper. I think it, it, in actuality on the field gameplay, just come from week one in the preseason. Uh, it's time to put it all together. And I would love a dominant win. I thought at times against Miami, we saw flashes of it that we could be dominant at times. It's time to put it all together for four quarters. And I think I, I did really like that. We started off strong against Miami. Um, and we was, even finished strong offensively. We just didn't do it defensively. That I, final I would, drive, you take that final drive out, like we were just really good all game. I thought so. I, um, what I was going to say is it's the, the, the middle ground, you know, getting from the end of the first quarter to the end of the fourth quarter. That second to third quarter, historically, we've been really bad in. I thought we really dropped the ball um this past game you know giving up the the no time um the sack field goal the, the sacks th- there were so many just like just like boneheaded like that didn't need to happen type of play the jc jackson pass interference and in a in the a past, end of interference the running out of the end zone when you're covered up like just those things like i i get it guys want to make plays it's time to clean all it up i love the fact that we were cleaning the turnover game I thought we played really great as far as like penalties. Um, it's time to put it all together. So I, yeah. I, I'm ready for a complete game. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week as we start to break down the Titans. And I forget who we play week three. It won't matter because it's going to be a win. It's going to be. Uh, no, it's it's Titans. Vikings. Titans win and then a very, very beatable one of probably the worst defenses in the league. Uh, Vikings next week. All right. Over and out.